What is up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hope you're doing PDFG. I'm PDFG, minus the slight blistering from sunburn that I have on my wrist. Uh, first time I had really been out in the sun for long periods of time without my watch on, and forgot that the skin where my watch normally covers is like the skin that you would find on your buttocks, as in it doesn't see the sun, and so then to be exposed to the sun, like, I got sunburn all over, let's be real, but, you know, it's like I get a little burnt, and it's kind of, most of it, mostly it's kind of tanning, I'm doing all right, then I look down on my wrist, I see bubbles, and not the good kind of bubbles, not like, not the soap bubbles, you know, yo, blowing bubbles, it's good bubbles, no, no, these are bubbles, that are blisters, and I go, oh, this is why it's really been hurting to wear my watch today, so, fun fact, don't forget to double sunscreen your watch tans if you're going to be out in the sun for a long period of time, it was a real hanyak about that, and, uh, I mean, I applied once, but that was not enough for the six hours I was out there, so, feeling good, feeling like a lobster, looking like Mr. Krabs, ready to go, Bob the Tomato, you know, whoever, and uh, just, you know, every time I move or touch something or lean on something, it, you know, hurts a little bit. And just reminds me that, hey, Hanyak, wear some daggum sunscreen. Speaking of, are you an aerosol or are you a gloop? I kind of bounce back and forth. I do like the aerosol, but sometimes I feel like if there's any kind of wind, you get like barely any sunscreen. And then I've got blotchy burned before. Um, not to be confused with blotchy ball or um, botchy ball, but blotchy burned. And it's a technical term they use. And I think we all know what I'm talking about. And it's very annoying. So sometimes the gloop can be good because especially if I feel like I need a heavy sunscreening, like I'm glooping all day. Putting the gloop on, getting slimy and greasy, feeling ready to go. But I'm protected. So, yeah. Have you ever seen uh, really cool videos that they do under oh, like an ultraviolet camera? or uh, And I think that's what it is. And it shows people putting sunscreen on and what it looks like if you had if you if you had an ultraviolet lens you were looking through in terms of like if I was ultraviolet light what it would look like and it basically looks like a bunch of people walking around with blackface on, <laughs> um, but, but I mean, that's what it, that's what it essentially is you know it shows up clear on us but in terms of ultraviolet light it's protecting you against it and so it's kind of eerie it's in like black and white and so it shows up as just like this black sludge and it yeah it. In terms of, uh, it's not blackface. It's well, it's blackface for the sun. So when the sun looks at all of us with sunscreen on, it sees, it sees, it sees some racist stuff. All right, <laughs> it's it's just a little bit. Uh, um, it's it's not friendly, but no, <laughs> it's fun. I'll see if I can link to the video. Um, you know how it goes with links. The more I talk, the more things that I can link to, and uh, sometimes it gets lost in the sauce, and that's fine. So it's been a, been a fun weekend, been a fun week so far, minus the sunburnedness. Uh, we're seeing, you know, those dog days of summer. School is starting back up, and it is just hot as balls. It is just crazy hot out here. Pardon my French on that, but that's what it is. So we can go ahead and jump into the term of the week. It is flesh tunnels. Yep, it is a term I hate and you hate, and your ears should hate you for hearing that. And I wouldn't fault you if you turn it off, turn the podcast off, Right now, I honestly, it's one of those terms where A, I feel like I should bleep, or B, uh, just should never say at all. 
you know, it's just, uh, it's so, so this was a term I heard on the Babylon Bees weekly podcast. So I got to give them credit. I, I can't take credit for finding this. They made a bunch of great jokes about it that I'm just going to kind of copy and paste here. Call me a grifter. It's fine. I'm giving them credit and I'll, and I will link to this show, but someone said they had the most flesh tunnels in their face. It's some Guinness world record. And I was like, so it's the most holes in your face. So it's essentially a Swiss cheese face. But an interesting observation they heard on it. I was like, first of all, that term is disgusting. Like I can, un- like moist or even the word nipple, like those sorts of supple, like those kind of words where people are like, Ooh, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. But I'll say it one more time. Flesh tunnels is disgusting. Get out of my life. I hope I never hear that term ever again. And it was, why would we describe it? Why, why can't you just say, why can't Guinness just say, man with most holes in his face? I don't know. I guess, I guess somehow they thought uh, FT was more appealing. No, FTs are not more appealing. Say holes in his face or piercings. I don't know. Like unfilled piercings. I would say that. That's fine. But FTs, can, you can just go way too many ways. Your mind likes to wander and it's not okay. And I'm not okay with it. You shouldn't be okay with it either. And if you are, you should maybe see someone about that. Uh, But if you are, maybe you are someone with FTs in their face. But a funny observation that they made uh, on there when they were talking about it was, (laughs) they were like, like, if you either bleep uh, the first word or the second word in the phrase, it it sounds really bad. So it's like, oh, flesh beep or beep tunnels. And it's just like, I'm not going to do the actual bleep because it's too much work. But. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, definitely don't want to do that. Uh, but it, it was pretty funny. On that note, the Babylon Bee, in the occasion that I do feel the need to bleep something, either for comedic purposes or actually need to bleep something, um, I, w- I want to get some recommendations for what my bleep noise should be. I could just go with a, a normal bleep. Or, once again, taking from the Babylon Bee here, they have a guy come in and they and he, and he records different phrases. I mean, there's our, I think, flower bed or donkey or uh, I think there might be one more. Those are their two main ones, though, and it's pretty funny and I enjoy it. Uh, it's not as clean as a beep, but it also doesn't pierce your ears. So what would you like my bleep to be? I'm, I'm taking any and all ideas. I haven't thought about this too much. I'm wondering if... You know, I don't know what it, what it may be axe head or um, maybe that sounds like a little bit too. That sounds too similar to a certain curse word. I don't know. Or uh, let me think. I'm trying to think of like Viking theme stuff, you know, or like flying Dutchman. Um, is that too long? I don't know. Uh, what could it be? But yeah. Anyway, send me your ideas and I could maybe record my own bleep and then insert that where we want to bleep. And it'd be kind of funny. I don't know. And I like how theirs too. Like if they, uh, like donkey, they use that, they use that for more than one specific term, but if it's a specific term related to your bootay, um, or referring to a donkey or specifically a male donkey, they throw in donkey. And so then it's kind of like actually related to whatever curse word you're covering up, which I think is funny. Because I will say sometimes when I listen to some bleep stuff, I don't know why we're talking about curse words so much and bleeping here and not safe for work stuff. Sorry about that. But this is all going to remain above above board here, above the table, safe for work. So don't worry about turning your volume down. But when sometimes I will say when certain uh, words get bleeped and they bleep like the entire word, like you don't hear the first uh, part of the syllable or the last syllable. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know which word inserted there. And I mean, maybe I shouldn't be thinking, okay, which word was it? And then I'm, and I'm sitting here pondering through all the, all, all the cuss words I know, but 
uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes they like say something and, and like the first word that pops in my brain is not one that makes sense. And I'm like, wait a minute, that, that wouldn't absolutely, that'd be like the Shia LaBeouf and I robot where he's just thrown in curse words every which way he can. And Will Smith is like, first of all, stop cussing. Cause you're not good at it. And, uh, which is, I, I, one of my favorite jokes in that movie, but then also I think it's just a hilarious bit that they threw in that movie for no good reason. It was just like some great comedic relief. <laughs> and, uh, if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. It's pretty funny. Shia LaBeouf is just saying some nonsense and it's great. This is right around the time and maybe either right at the same time he did Transformers or right before, but it's awesome. And one of my favorites, but yeah, I don't know. So ideas, send me your ideas for, uh, what bleeps I should have on hand. Should I just go traditional bleep? Should I, or should I record something a little more fun? Like, I don't know, um, monkey face and, uh, you know, go Samuel L. Jackson snakes on a plane. I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this monkey fighting plane. Like that one also kind of it's MF. So it, it follows the same flow as the, the, the explicit words used there. And, but it's actually really funny. And I think it makes that scene even funnier and goofier because snakes on a plane is a, is a B rated movie. In my opinion, they got Samuel L. Jackson, but let's be real. It's uh, it, it's up there with Sharknado. All right. You're just naming it snakes on a plane. It's so oh, Sharknado. It is what it is. But yeah, what should we bleep and how should we bleep? Because I'm, I'm blanking on what I should bleep and you never want to blank when you bleep. Because, you know, it's tough because that's a rut you get caught in. And it's like, look, I'm, I'm totally blanking on this bleep. And I don't think there's a bleeping way out of this, uh, this blank on this bleep. So, uh, could you bleep and help me out? Blankety blank bleep. I don't know. Let's figure it out. That's enough of that. I'm so blank and sorry. <laughs> All right. Ooh, maybe that's who I should say blanket. <laughs> blanket that'd be that, that'd actually be a pretty good one blanket oh sorry if i blew out your eardrums but trying to figure it out all right on to news what happened the olympics are over my binge watching of all day having something on tv to watch albeit at the times i was deceived uh, i don't know if i mentioned this last week if this happened before last week's episode i don't think it did but i was NBC, you greatly deceived. You did a good job overall, I will say. Apparently, ratings were abysmal. I do think it could have been better, but and more and easier to navigate. But maybe it was just the YouTube TV setup and how it recorded things made it hard for me to find all the things I wanted. And I would just end up going to regular YouTube and find the exact clips of events. Or awkwardly, I found one on Instagram TV, and I was like, okay, this was the four by four I was looking for for forever. But uh, I will say, I have one qualm to pick with you. They called, they called the, I don't know how long the distance was. It was the women's race walk, which is hilarious. It's just the sassiest event you'll ever see. It's just the most sassy walk. I mean, but they're, they're, they're clocking in at a pretty high clip, like 10 miles an hour or something like that. It's wild. But I, you know, they, they would do things in big blocks. And so I'd go back and I'd sometimes be watching things a little bit behind, you know, it either happened this morning or the night before, but I'm watching it today. And, you know, it's like two and a half hour blocks where it's like diving, gymnastics, track and field. Um, That's how I, I, at least I read it in my brain. And I hope you read it that way too in your brain. (laughs) It's like canoe sprint, equestrian, (laughs) beach volleyball, four and a half hours of nonstop Olympic action, high octane. And it's like archery where they're like silent. 
bullseye. Uh, but they labeled, so it was like one of those blocks, those two and a half hour blocks, labeled track and field. And it was two and a half, it was actually two hours of it, two of this two and a half hour block were, was the women's race walk. Two hours. And they had me thinking this was track and field. I get that's, first of all, they just do it throughout a city and it's it's on streets. So I guess we could, it's in running, so it's in track. But but if it's all race walk, just say women's whatever K, 20K, 25, I don't know how long it is, race walk. Don't say, oh yeah, this is track and field. Because you tell me track and field. I'm going to get... I'm going to get some races. I'm going to get some, maybe some distance, maybe some sprints, maybe some relays. I'm going to get maybe some field events. I don't know, long jump, triple jump, pole vault, whatever. But not just all race walk. What are we doing? So I was pretty upset about that. And then, you know what? And then, But then I saw it ended around the two-hour mark. And I was like, ooh, last 30 minutes, maybe it's actually some track and field. And this is how they finagled their way to just labeling it track and field. Nope. It was water polo, which is one of the most impressive sports to me on a personal standpoint because you're treading water while playing essentially handball in water. And they're like, they do it for so long. I could never, I sink like a rock. I stop moving my legs or if I'm not always moving my arms and legs, I just sink. I'm not a great swimmer. I'm more of a not drowner. I'm not so much a swimmer. And so from the physical standpoint, super impressive. From the TV standpoint, it's not that interesting to watch me. I mean, I'll watch it over race walking, but yeah, at that point I was over it and I just moved on to the next thing. I think I even <laughs> I even took a break and I was like, I'm going to go watch some anime or something because this is ridiculous and uh, really just upset me. But yeah, that's my uh, uh, axe doling moment of the week. That doled, that doled my axe real hard. That's a throwback, man. I should bring that back. When I when I start ranting about something, when I go on a rant, it's it's going to be what dulls my axe, you know, not grinds my gears because that's been overdone. But as a Viking, you know, something that dulls your axe or dulls your blade, that's something, well, it's usually battle, but it's something that can be detrimental because the axe is a tool and weapon that is, you know, paramount to a Viking. So bring it on back. But in, 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 in real Olympic news and not my Hanyak Olympic news, uh, <laughs> in in this weekly dose of weird that we're getting into. So the U S obviously won the total medal count by a landslide. All right. One thirteen, And then the next closest was, uh, China at 88, then Japan at 58 then six. Wait, 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 total. Oh, rank by total. Why is it not? Oh, it's they're ranking it by golds, but here's the thing the whole time. And I, and I mentioned this before, the U.S. was trailing China in golds. We had every other category, obviously, because we had the total. We had the total by a lot, and I wasn't worried about that. But it's like, look, I want a clean sweep. I want to get the most golds. Well, we, Bobby Finked them. Straight up, Bobby Finked, and that's a new term, which means epic last-minute comeback. In the final days, came back to overtake them by one gold medal, 39-38, to to do a clean sweep of win every medal medal category and the totals. Boom, shakalaka, bring it on. So in golds, the top five in golds, because that's how it's sorted right now, switch it up. This is according to Olympics.com. Put this link in the description so you can check it out for yourself. Is US of A, boom, shakalaka. China, Japan, Great Britain, ROC, which is the Republic, the Russian Olympic Committee, it's a whole thing. Those are your top five. Now, let's go rank by total. It switches up. 
a little bit. ROC, wait, yeah, ROC jumps up a little bit. So it goes US, China, ROC, Great Britain, Japan. So ROC didn't have as many golds as Great Britain, Great Great Britain, Great Britain or Japan, but they had more overall. So I mean, we still we still got it by almost thirty medals though. The next closest, so clear domination of this Olympiad. Good job, US. Proud of you. And uh, I don't know if this was mentioned on the podcast, but the that wrestler who had that awesome post-interview who was just elated the i think she was the gold medal women's wrestler she is taking her the money that she's getting for that gold medal and she's buying her mom a food truck which has been her mom's dream for for, for forever so it's just an awesome all-around like story i love it yeah oh what am i gonna do with this money i'm gonna buy my mom her food truck and this is she wants so awesome feel-good story my favorite moments from the olympics still have to be uh bobby fink Mm, uh, Caleb Dressel to to announce the uh, in terms of the swimming. I enjoyed watching the 100 meter sprint. This was the first time I think we, we didn't have Usain Bolt, and so it was. Uh, I think Italy won the men's 100, and we did pretty good. And I really enjoyed watching all the different track and field stuff. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the pole vault they didn't show like as much as I wanted, but that is obviously kind of my bread and butter. But the throwing events, ooh. The shot put, men's shot put, we went 1-2, and the dude broke his own record twice on his first two throws. First throw, breaks the record, and is top of the leaderboard. Second throw, breaks that record. And then the guy who gets second, he broke the original record that was broken and to get second, and it was awesome. And I love in the shot put, too, that it's like, okay, in, in, in like discus and hammer throw, like they let out a yell. In shot put, though, when they come out and they they, they throw, they throw the shot put. It is like a five second, ah, like like they like they spin twist. Then ah, it's like an echo in the mountains. It's just like whoa. It's like holy crap, incredible. One of my favorites though. Freaking love it. Uh, so good job all around. What were your favorite moments from the Olympics? Uh, I know those are probably mine. Bobby Fink on the eight hundred. Still is probably my, my my absolute favorite. That man is just an animal, and I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, the Olympics are done. I feel a little lost right now. Don't know what I'm going to do uh, besides treat this burn on my wrist. But, you know, that's what we got to do. Going to keep water in the grass, which I just remembered. Oh, I did turn off the sprinkler. Whew. That happens sometimes. I'm like, turn on. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to let the sprinkler run for 30 minutes and three hours later. And my yard is flooded. <laughs> it's a nice mud pit, but it needs it anyways. It, it would honestly only help it. Uh, ooh, life update. It's last weekend. This goes along with the sunburn. Got to wake surf for the first time. If you've never done it, check it out. It's pretty fun. you got to have a specific kind of boat set up to do it, but it's actually really fun. I, I don't think I like it more than wakeboarding. There are some aspects I like it where I like it more, it's less intensive as far as, um, like it's less, it's, you're not going to fall as hard and you're not and it. And, and you can do it for a lot longer than you can. Like wakeboarding is kind of pretty, like puts a good strain on your body. And then obviously if you're trying to jump and stuff, like that's a real good strain. So wakeboarding wears you out faster, but, but you can kind of do a little bit more, uh, but surfing is fun and it's just cool to be able to like, wow, we've kind of developed this whole new, uh, water sport that's come up in the last decade. A uh, lot, lot of fun. All right, we're gonna end it on this fun note. Uh, fun joke that I that I came up with that you'll probably get is uh, we're gonna end on this dad joke. 
What is a pirate's favorite fast food restaurant? Any guesses? Any guesses? It's Arby's. I matey. They have the meats. Yeah. You're welcome for that. I was driving through a town and I was reading. They had these fun restaurant names like Las Palmas. And I was saying them all fun like that out loud. I'm by myself in the car. So, yeah. I mean, you you, you aren't, you, you Hanyaks aren't surprised by that. But I, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I, I, I see, you know, I'm seeing all these fun signs of these like local restaurants. And then I see an Arby's and I just go Arby's and it hits me. I was like, that's a pirate's favorite fast food restaurant. Boom shakalaka. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast, your weekly dose of weird. I thank you all for listening. Hope the rest of your week is PDFG. We're going to keep it PDFG on here. And we didn't botcher this episode, which is a combo of butchering and botching. It is when you add those two things together. Something is so bad. So let me know any and all feedback. You can leave a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts or Email the show to ramblingviking at gmail.com or you can text or leave a voicemail at the number 580-789-9258. Lastly, there is the voice memo link in the description. You're capped at a minute, so just be aware of that. Sorry, no crazy Kyle stories this week. We got some more coming though. Um, Connor, I am not disappointed in you. or I'm not angry at you. I'm only disappointed. <laughs> okay. Uh, look forward to more crazy Kyle stories. Look forward to hearing what was your favorite part of the Olympics. What should my bleep sound how should I bleep things when I need to bleep things or when I don't need to bleep things but then maybe you think that I said a naughty word that's the other thing you can bleep just random words and it's like it makes it sound like it's naughty but it's not um good a good video for that is the count when they bleep like every other word of the count um when he's like when he, they bleep I think when he says count I love to count all the time and it, and it totally changes the thing I'll see if I can put the link in the description for that hopefully all the links are in the description if they're not they're super easy to find thank you Hanyaks for listening to this Hanyak today and I will see you next time Hanyak out